How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm ready to get this podcast rolling and get this out to the people, hopefully. Who rolling, rolling, rolling. We're gonna get this podcast rolling. Okay. So do you wanna start or do you want me to start? Uh personally I think you should start. You're a little more interesting than me. I don't think that's true, but I shall start. Okay, my name is Cammy. I am 20 years old. I'm a sophomore college student living in the Pacific Northwest. I'm living at home and working full time and living my not so fun college dream. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Maddie. I, as of today, I'm 20, by the way. I just joined. Yeah! Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, um, welcome out of teenagerdom. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. You have no idea. I'm so um, glad to have you. <laughs> right? I'm ready to be be in the 20s club. Um, I live on a, in a different part of the PNW, and I live in an apartment with my boyfriend and my two cats, and I'm trying to go back to school and enjoying the cat mom life. Cat mom life. We love being a cat mom. I love being a godparent to your cats. It's been it's been an interesting journey, you know, with the two cats that I have, Kiwi and Kenji. Um, first of all, I want to thank the Spokane Humane Society. They do an amazing job. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you so much to them for all the help that they gave us with starting out with Kenji. Um, unfortunately, it's just been a, it's been a crazy ride starting out with Kenji, you know, um, Kenji's my first cat. I grew up with only big dogs my whole life and Kenji was my first and definitely the most difficult pet I've had. And I've had a hamster even like, (laughs) um, he's got, he's got a condition called feline herpetitis. And for those of you who don't know what it is, it's a chronic, uh, respiratory infection, um, that flares up every now and again and just affects every part of his life. Currently, he is suffering through another flare-up um, because he was eating food that he was allergic to and it was causing flare-ups. And so he's going through another one right now, which means he's got an ear infection. So he's been a little grumpy. He, he actually bit Nate yesterday and drew blood, which is something that's totally out of his character if you know him. Um, I know him. We've had we've had our moment. We watched the sunrise together. It was it was good. You guys have definitely had a moment. Definitely mm-hmm. had a moment. Um, I think that you both have a mutual understanding going on. Definitely, definitely. I've never met Kiwi, but Kenji and I have a mutual understanding. <laughs> oh, definitely. I think you'd like Kiwi. Um, Kiwi's the kitten. I so we adopted Kenji, and he's four years old. We adopted him from a shelter. Uh, way back in August and then I was really impulsive and decided I also wanted a kitten because well okay to be fair to be fair Kenji is not used to being an only child the owner he had before us had dogs and other cats so he's used to a big family and he was lonely he was so tired of being alone and I I felt terrible so we did get a kitten in a few months after we had adopted him and her name is Kiwi, named after the Harry Styles song, of course. Um, anyways, uh, I absolutely adore both of them. Uh, they both have extremely unique, strong personalities. No surprise there with who their owners are. Um, and yeah, it's it's been it's been crazy getting used to to cats instead of dogs and 
navigating what it's like also to have a cat with a chronic illness. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I've just always, I've always grown up with cats. So I've always had cats. I've always had dogs. And right now we have two Great Pyrenees mixes and we have two cats named Tammy and Eros. Eros is our senior in um, our animal world. And he's like 17 years old or something. Like ancient. And he does nothing but meow at like the worst times. And sometimes it's because he's hungry and so we'll feed him. But other times it's literally just because he needs to hear himself speak. And or he has something to say to you. He wants your attention right now. And the most frustrating thing is when you are up at night and you don't go to sleep at a good time, which I don't ever do, and he's in your room. And then you wake up two hours later at 4 a.m. with the cat crawling all over you, meowing and drooling on your head, and he will not stop or shut up until you let him out of the room. Which It's just constant. Well, it's crazy because I completely relate to that um I was not super educated about cat breeds prior to getting Kenji and then even after we got Kenji and I all along thought that Kenji was a tabby cat but I thought he was a long-haired tabby cat and that's that's not a thing um (laughs) he is actually a Maine Coon tabby cat mix and Mm -hmm. um it's really interesting because um for those of you who like cats and for those of you who don't know a whole lot about cats Maine Coons are a very interesting breed of cat they are kind of their own little their own little entity and they're kind of famous for these yowling sounds that they make that are very um very intelligent sounding like Kiwi's got you know maybe a couple octaves she can reach and a couple different sounds she can make that range from purring to like a little trill sound and then a meow and that's all she can do he's got trills chirps meows hisses uh and then yowling and it's just this crazy way he tries to communicate and it's very it's very vocal and it's very human-like and he will do it at 3 a.m if he feels it is needed and sometimes he just feels that it's needed uh i mean Sometimes he just seriously walks into a room and just screams, just belts one out. And I'm like, good for you, except I'm so, like, I'm so glad you found your lungs, you know, <laughs> considering mm-hmm. the fact it's that. like, live your best life. Yeah, live your best um, life, even though they're filled with fluid a little bit. Live your best life. Um, why are you screaming at 3 a.m.? Like, um, Speaking of screaming animals, I am in a room that has a parrot. That likes to talk at random times with a loud squeak. So that is fair warning to your ears. Does he cuss? Because it hurts mine. No. Why would you get a parrot and not teach it to cuss? It's not my parrot and I didn't teach it to cuss. Um. <laughs> um. It's just not. It's not my parrot. It just, he just squawks really loud at random times and it scares the shit out of me. If you need something to cuss, I'll cuss for you. How about that? You know, when my dad worked at a hotel in Cabo, he actually, they had a parrot. Like, the hotel had a pet parrot. And both my dad and one of his coworkers taught the parrot to say wildly inappropriate things. 
That had to be professional. <laughs> they did that, and the parrot would say things in front of guests in Spanish, of course. And um, yeah, <laughs> that about sums up my dad in like. But I, I don't know. That that sums up your dad in like three sentences. Yeah, so. I feel like if I if I had an animal that could talk, I'm not saying I wouldn't teach that animal how to, you know, cuss. Say horrible things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not talking, like, wildly horrible, but, like... They're, they'd have they'd have a mouth of a sailor, for sure. Oh, yeah, a, ma- a mouth of a Maddie during a road rage, like... Oh, me? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, it's, it's rarer than, like, when I lived in Seattle, you know? The traffic over here is just not as bad as it was in Seattle, and... Uh... But there's still some moments. There's moments. Um, there's mom- There's always a moment with bad traffic. We love bad traffic. So I want to get into one of our first topics that we were going to discuss today, which is um, some of our weirdest moments that we've ever had. And mm-hmm. I've been really scratching my head thinking about this one because really all of my weirdest moments relate to the jobs I've had. Mm-hmm. Mine too, actually. Right? I mean, I feel like, you know, and Cammie, you can probably relate to this in a lot of ways. I think when you work in the customer service industry, it, it's just, it's a whole other experience than, I mean, there's having a job and then there's having a customer service job. Like, it's just its own realm. Like, you meet a whole new side of people. Like, your customer service self is, like, a completely different person than the person you have at home or the person you meet in the street. It's, like, a whole new being. Yeah. So, what what would be, when, when I say the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you, what's something that comes to mind for you, like, when you think about that? Um, the weirdest thing that happened to me, like, that relates to work would be a really small world experience I had at um, my job at the theater I had in Seattle. Um, It was really high-end theater that um, had volunteers and it was just a really small world experience. What about you? Probably my weirdest experience was uh, I was working at a pizza joint and it was also a bar and a sit-in restaurant for all ages. And I had just given my two weeks at this point, and I had had this job for a year. And the reason I left was because I had had the job while I was in high school, and I was an adult now, and I wanted something different. I wanted to change. And so I, I gave my two weeks at this job, and I feel like all my weird experiences with this job just started happening right after I gave my two weeks. I don't know if the energy shifted or what but and the crazy thing is you know my dad worked at this restaurant before I did he was the general manager for the restaurant and had even wilder experiences than I did and I don't know what it is it's a chain restaurant like there's multiple locations across the country and um I don't know what it is but he worked at the location I worked at and he also worked at another location nearby and both times, he just had these ex- insanely crazy experiences compared to all the other restaurants he had worked at. So I don't know if it's the energy, the clientele that this restaurant att- attracts. I have no idea. 
but so specifically this one night I'm thinking of was, oh man, it was a, I think it was a Saturday night. I want to say either a Saturday or a Sunday. And we had just had two pizza cooks on that day. We were short staffed. It was awful. Uh, it was me and one other seasoned guy. And we were just trying to get through the night. Honestly, we were just trying to survive. We were so mm-hmm. exhausted. It was reaching the end of the night and like uh, probably it was like nine o'clock at night. We were exhausted. We were trying to get things ready to go for the next day. It would have been, it was kind of winding down in our general seating area. And then it was also sort of winding down in the bar a little bit. So we were trying to get things ready to go for the next day, ready to do final call and, you know, just get out of there. And, um, so we're, we're doing our work, you know, we're cleaning and I just see in the back of the, in the, the back of the restaurant, I see that there's, there's this family and they're, you know, enjoying their meal. And then all of a sudden I see the server come running over to, she's this wonderful server. She comes running over to their table and instantly I know something's, something's wrong, right? Like her face went Mm -hmm. pale and she just like ran over to the table and she sees my general manager across the room. She waves her over. And so my general manager takes off and runs up to the, to whatever's happening. Someone's on the floor is what the is what I reached. Like everybody's kneeling on the floor and um, the, the pizza line was structured kind of weird. And so I couldn't really see everything on the floor. And so I couldn't see what was happening. And then I see my assistant, the assistant manager go running over with a bucket in one hand, a bucket, a bucket. And they're like holding it. It a looks bucket. like someone's sitting up and they're holding it up to someone. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, maybe someone's sick. Someone's throwing up. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and I can see that the manager's kind of arguing with the family while she's tending to who's ever on the floor. And someone ran in the back and got on the phone and, there's all of a sudden there's an ambulance outside and I'm like, Oh my goodness. And so the EMTs go back there and they're back there for a while. And then they load this woman up on the stretcher and they, they take her out and they take her in the ambulance and they, and then the family pays for the bill and they leave uh, immediately. And I had no idea what was going on until I talked to this. I finally had the opportunity to talk to the server And she told me that what had happened was everyone at the table was over 21 and they all ordered drinks. No one was overserved. They all were served one drink each, except this lady ordered two for herself. And Mm -hmm. then the server was checking on them periodically throughout the day and everything seemed fine. And then all of a sudden the woman gets up and passes out on the floor. Oh my god. Right? And we're like, oh god, okay, like two drinks, really? Like that's not that's not a lot. Like and it was just like mimosas. Like it was just two mimosas. And it's literally orange juice and champagne. Right? Got yeah. It. I'm like so I I'm like we're like all scratching our heads and then you know the server talked to the family and this is the part where I saw the manager arguing with the family. It was because the family said Oh, we couldn't stop her. She just started grabbing our drinks and chugging them. And she grabbed my son's drink and my drink and just started chugging them down like crazy. And then when she passed out, the family was like, she's fine. Like, we're just going to take her home, like, and, you know, put her feet up. She's fine. Like, we're just going to, we're just going to go home. And my manager's like, um, no, you're not. Like, 
we're calling 911 and this woman is going away in an ambulance. Mm-hmm. Like she fell, passed out, blacked out, could have hit her head. Like he's going in an ambulance, whether mm-hmm. you like she threw up all over my manager. Like, yeah, I've never had the experience of someone throwing up on me. No, that's why I have. And <laughs> my, by my little sister. That's a story for another Aww. time. Um, but yeah, I can't believe that the family, you know, watched her stand up, pass out, maybe hit her head, throw up. Like, uh, and not just once. She threw up multiple times. Clearly, oh, this that. woman, you know, needed her stomach pumped or something. Uh-huh. And yeah, I can't believe they tried to argue and say that she didn't need to go to the hospital. That's that's crazy. And unfortunately, that makes me, you know, makes me wonder the possibility of maybe there's an addiction there or something going on, something deeper. Mm-hmm. The fact that um, the server did say she was like, she felt like judging on how calm the family was during the whole experience, it was something that had happened before. Mm-hmm. And... Um... Go ahead. Um, do you think that she came in a little intoxicated, or do you think that was like her first drink of the night? It is also possible. Um, that is also a possibility because um, the server said that she was just quiet that night, and of course, the server doesn't know her, so she's like, you know, who am I to judge her personality, right? So mm-hmm. it's very possible that she had drank a little bit before she had came in that day. So um but then was it a sorry no it's okay um was it a traumatic experience for your boss to be barfed on (laughs) no she's a mom so she i I mean she's a mom of like four kids so she's been there she's been barfed on quite a lot oh i'm sure And, and she's got she's a foster mom for dogs like She's been through it, you know what I mean? Like, it, it disturbed <laughs> her. She just went upstairs and changed her shirt and got back on the floor. And unfortunately, the night just progressed from there and in the worst way possible. Um, because seriously, not two hours later, I hear people in the bar go, <gasps> like, gasp really loudly. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I hear yelling. And I'm like, looking at my coworker, we're looking at other coworkers around us like what is going on i see one the dishwasher go running into the bar i see a server go running into the bar and there was a wall of course separating like a big brick wall separating the restaurant from the bar mm-hmm. and so we couldn't see what was going on but we could hear it and i just hear my general manager yelling sit down sit down and it's like and then there's yelling back and forth and it's just a mess. And the yelling goes on for what felt like forever. <laughs> and then we hear crying and this woman going, I want to go home. And she's like, oh my sobbing. God. And then it like all stops and the cops pull up and my manager goes running out of the, like stomping out with the police officer. And then, these two ladies that I had seen walk in the bar earlier are pulled out with the cops and it's all being handled outside. I'm like, what is going on? And so I'm like, I'm so baffled. I'm like, what is happening? Well, so these two women came in the bar 
And so they come into the bar and they're acting fine and normal. Two drinks, right? These ladies seriously just had two drinks. Exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. Our bartender has always been fantastic about monitoring people's drinks and he counted two. And she just out of nowhere curled a glass at him. What? Yeah, threw a bar glass at him just out of nowhere. Like they were had he hadn't spoken to her. They hadn't gotten in any form of altercation. Just hurled a bar glass at him. And my manager saw it and of course intervened and this I guess this woman was just acting outrageous and trying to start something physically with the manager. Um and it got to the point where another server had to restrain her because she punched my manager in the face. Oh my god. Yeah. Just haul off and punch my manager straight in the face. And uh, so another server came in and he restrained her. And she was clearly intoxicated and she she peed herself. And it was all over the bar floor. And then unfortunately the server who was restraining her had a hole in his shoe. His foot was soaked in urine. That's disgusting. What is it about people being lightweights that night? Um, the fuck? Well, so it gets even crazier from there. So the night ends. Things move on. And um, eventually my, my two-week period ends and I move on to my next job. And one day, this woman comes in with her friend. I just... I know these women and I can't place them. I'm like, oh God, who are these women? I can't, I can't remember. But they come in and they're so weird and socially awkward. And just, I was uncomfortable with every conversation I had with them at this next job. So they, they go back for, I worked at a spa and they went back for their service. And I was talking to one of my coworkers and she's like, I'm like, I know this woman. Like, I know this woman from somewhere and her friend. And my coworker was like, oh, yeah, these ladies are regulars. They come in every now and again. And there's been a lot of drama surrounding the one that you're talking about. And I'm like, really? And she's like, she's, there's all these horrible things that have happened. She's clearly an alcoholic. She's passed out on the table a few times before. Like, we've had to call an ambulance before for her. So she, time passes, she comes out of her service. I instantly recognize her as the woman who punched my manager from my previous job. Oh my God. Oh, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was stunned. I mean, I sh- really, in hindsight, I shouldn't have been as stunned as I was because I was working in the same city. Um, mm-hmm. I was seriously down the block from my old job. And so I should not have been stunned at all. But I was, I was like, what are the odds of this woman being at my next position and acting just as weird and crazy as she was at the old one? Like, what the heck? Maddie, what, what are the odds of me running into this woman? Because I have your old job. Um, not high. She doesn't go there. Oh, thank God. Yeah, no, 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 no. That, I, I saw her that one time, and that was at the beginning of when I had that job. And then I never saw her again, and I'm pretty sure she was no longer a regular at that point. I'm so glad, because now I'm scared. Um. Um, I can tell you 
her name when we're not on air and you can because I can remember yeah. it um and we can discuss a, but I'm I'm 98% sure you will not bump into her because I have not seen her thank god because that that would scare me a lot I'm like mm. she's not crazy or anything like that like I mean she's not she's not a horrible woman or anything like that she's just, she's very awkward to deal with and you can tell she's got some things that she needs to work through and preferably not in a public place like a restaurant or a spa but Mm -hmm. well I just would rather not get punched in the face I mean there's plexiglass protecting me but I'd rather not get punched in the face Uh, I think that that Um, night was unique you know comfy preferable (laughs) so what would you say would be another experience for you Okay, so I think the one that I mentioned is the one that's the weirdest one for me. Um, So the basics of that one is I was working, before COVID hit, I was working at a really high-end theater um, in downtown Seattle. And downtown Seattle has weird people because it's Seattle. Um, But I was working there as a head usher. And in that job, we, as head ushers, would be have a paid position. We would do things like um, clean up the lobby while the show was going on, open it up, close it down, you know, all the basic opening and closing things for a show. Um, head ushers have volunteer ushers, which are basically people in the community that come in and volunteer their time to um, help, find, help people find their seats, help, like, alert us of problems, um, guide lines for the bathroom and concessions and things like that. Um, work the elevators and just help just help people and so they come and get trained now this story in comparison to yours is definitely not wild it's just definitely one of those many small world experiences I've had it doesn't involve calling an ambulance or anything like that um so sorry if this is boring <laughs> uh but I was working up on I was working up on the mezzanine level. There are two levels, the main floor and the mezzanine. And I think I was working it in aisles nine and 10. And the way it works is that depending on where you are, you get a range from two volunteers to about five. So if you're working the front door, you have about five. Um, and so I had about two um, volunteers that night. And I was talking, I was training with one of my volunteers and I was talking to her and I was um, chatting about where we have lived in the past. She was telling me about how she's a city girl and how her ex-husband used to live in the country. Now, I do live in the country because I was talking about, I think I was talking about my goats. I think that's what this conversation sparked. Um, And she... Um, got curious and so I started explaining to her about like I she was explaining that she's a city dweller and I was like yeah I'd rather much be in the city but I'm in the country and um, she started inquiring as to where and so I started telling her more and more information I'm obviously not going to disclose my address on um, air (laughs) but so it got more and more into the country and more and more specific until she rattled off my address. And I was like, yeah, I live there. How do you know? She's like, I owned that house before you did. And I'm like, you're kidding. <laughs> and so 
my house came with a goat. Um, and so she started telling me all this tea about her ex-husband and how and like the goat and all that stuff and I like don't even remember it now it was so long ago but it was just wild to like talk to her and like get that perspective because that's like a really unique experience that's not something you get to hear often like I've lived a lot of places and I don't think I've ever met the previous owners to any house my family has lived in and to not only like run into but be like technically their boss for a night and be training them and she apparently like volunteers there often it was wild she's such a sweet woman too she was like the sweetest woman ever and it was a wild small world experience no that is definitely insane i I would put that on par with having to call the police i mean (laughs) no i would i seriously i would put that on par with calling the police because that's crazy um it's actually really funny because nathan has had a super similar experience to yours but even more world-esque because Mm -hmm. um it was just when we had started dating um nathan lived in this one part of the city we live in that's uh kind of the wealthier side of the city and um lovely lovely we're trying to move back up there and um Mm -hmm. he he came to see me in seattle right he he hadn't been to seattle in years and um he goes uh, he comes to see a movie with me and he was staying with our mutual friend at the time and he that mutual friend was busy and didn't have a way to transport him everywhere so he kind of had to uber he took the bus the first time but this after we finished the movie and said goodnight um he had to uber and so he called me that night and he's like you're not gonna believe i had this incredible experience in an uber and i'm like oh my god tell me about it and he's like so it was this really nice gentleman and, you know, he was asking me, you know, are you from around here? And I was like, no, no, I'm from, you know, the other side of the state. And he's like, oh, what city? And Mason's like, oh, you know, this one. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I also used to live there like less than a few months ago. And Nathan's like, what? crazy. Oh, like what what part did you live in and he's like I lived in this part of the city and Nathan's like what that's where I live right now and he's like oh yeah he's like so he's like I bet you have the driver says to Nathan he goes I bet you have a really nice apartment and Nathan's like oh 100% he's like and I bet that the there's there's a big brown stain in the left corner of the room and Nathan goes, that's really specific. Yeah. Nathan goes, yes. And he's like, and I bet there's a big, beautiful tree out right outside because you're on the ground floor. And Nathan stops and goes, yes. <laughs> and the driver goes, do you live on blank street? And Nathan goes, is like ready to pee himself and go oh my god are you a sidekick like nathan was all ready to believe in <laughs> do you Jesus stop me um... and... oh exactly right nathan's like this seems like a good family man like what and so he goes yes i live on that street and he's like 
So you live in this apartment complex and this is your unit number. And Nathan goes, no. Yes. And he's like, I lived there four months ago before you moved in. (gasps) Oh my God. Kills, right? Kills. (laughs) And the guy's like, yeah, that's a soup stain that's on the corner of the carpet, by the way. Sorry, (laughs) we weren't able to get it out. And Nate's like, no kidding. It was this nice man. And he lived there with his wife and his daughter. And he loved that apartment. So many good memories in there. He showed Nathan pictures from it. And he missed that city. He's like, I don't regret moving, but I definitely missed that apartment. That was a nice apartment. And Nathan's like, well, it's in good hands. Like, and that's so sweet. What a heartwarming tale, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've always, I, I've had, you know, two experiences, like a few different experiences with moving. And meeting the previous owners is, is always kind of weird, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine having the amazing experience that Nate had, though. It, it's just insanely coincidental. Nate was in a totally different city than he had ever been in before. Um, what are the odds of his Uber driver being, you know, the person who, owned, like, lived in the apartment before him? Like, right before him. I'd, I'd really like to know the statistics on that. Because you know two people out of billions that have had that same similar experience. Exactly. Isn't that just like crazy serendipitous? Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just really weird. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, tell me a little more about your experiences, though. So the next one that I thought of was my freshman year of college. So last year before the pandemic hit, um, when I was small, I lived in a different country. I lived in the Netherlands and I went to school with a whole, I went to an international school and knew like a whole bunch of kids, Mm -hmm. right? And we were all like nine, 10, 11 when I was growing up there. Um, And so when I was... 11 I moved back to the states and moved back to Washington um and that was it and so we met in high school and our sophomore year our high school went to state and the first the first thing was that my high school beat another high school obviously in state um and that high school was the high school of a kid that I went to school with in the Netherlands (gasps) And it gets weirder. So I'm fast forward. I've graduated high school. I'm prepping to start my freshman year of college. And my dad is on Facebook. My dad is scrolling through and he sees a post from this kid's dad saying dropping off blank at uni because he's British. Um, And it's my university. And we're like, no way. (laughs) And sure enough, he is going to the same university I'm going to. And I run into him on the first day of orientation. Like, I don't know, eight years after I'd last seen him. Wow. Like, going to school in a completely different country. And it was, it was wild. Like, we meant to, like, get um, coffee and stuff. It just never ended up happening because we were definitely not on the same side of campus or in the same major at all. 
I think at the beginning he was in nursing or something. It was wild, something I never pegged him for, definitely. Uh, but it was so wild to like go to school with somebody in fourth grade move out of the country and think wow I'm probably never going to see that person again and then end up being in their class at university eight years later do you feel like it means something like do you feel like you're meant to be friends um if we were meant to be friends I feel like we'd have a lot more communication than we've had (laughs) That's, that's, that's very true So, um, I think it was just the universe showing me a really fun, weird way of saying, hey, here's my energy today. Uh, Here's another wonderfully serendipitous situation. Mm -hmm. Um, That's crazy. It it was a crazy experience. Like, no fucking way. Um, I guess, like, another really weird experience I've had would probably be my first ever job. I worked as a hostess in a restaurant that was just outside of this really popular mall. And once again, my dad had been the manager at that restaurant. He actually opened that restaurant way back, way back in the day and then left the company in 2009. And then I got a job in 2019. So 10 years later, Uh, with that same restaurant as a hostess and we had this couple come in and I and I sat them in a booth because they had they had a toddler with them and then they had a newborn baby and I was like okay that toddler looks already kind of wily he seemed like he was on sugar high a little bit Mm -hmm. when he came in I'm gonna put them in a booth so that they can do what every parent most parents with kids that age they specifically request a booth because you can kind of cage the kid in you know what I mean like pin him against Mm -hmm. the wall in a booth Mm -hmm. and that way they're not you know running around the restaurant running in the aisles tripping servers right so Mm -hmm. I sit them in a booth and surprisingly enough they decided to stick the kid on the outside instead of the inside and I was like oh okay I mean they they trust them to behave then you know and Oh, seriously, they had been in the restaurant for all of, like, 15 minutes. And we watched the little boy sprint past the host desk (laughs) into the lobby and then into the bar. He just, he wanted to be there. It was Uh, his calling. I don't know what was calling to him, but it definitely was insanity. Um, because... (laughs) Oh, no. Um... He goes running. The bar was a square shape. Actually, it was kind of like a uh, sideways rectangle shape. Uh, like the room was, uh, the width was smaller than the length of the room. And um, he just went taking off down, like, down, like, the long side of the bar. And me and one other hostess went running into the bar because we're like, oh, my God, this kid should not be in the bar because... The bar, actually, there's a little way that, like, a little entryway that connects to the kitchen. And I'm just thinking, Mm. he's going to run right in that kitchen, and he's going to burn himself with some oil, or he's going to slip and hit his head, or he's going to touch an oven and burn his hand, like. Something horrible is going to happen to this little boy if he gets into Something very bad is going to happen to this little boy, period. And Mm -hmm. uh, so... 
Payton was the name of the other hostess. She and I just ran around the bar and there's servers and stuff in the way and Peyton yells, stop that kid! And that's when I see it happen. One of my managers walks in the bar with a full tray of beers and glasses. Oh, no. Everything seemed to happen in fast and furious style slow-mo. And the kid dies between my manager's legs. And I'm thinking, my manager's going to go down, and that tray's coming with him. And he's, like, at a, oh, no. he's at a table of people. Thank God he doesn't. And the dad just comes, the dad of the kid just comes barreling out of nowhere into the bar, and grabs the kid, throws the kid under his arm, and goes right back to the table. And I thought it was kind of rude. He didn't even bother apologizing to anybody in that bar. Um, that kid disrupted everyone in the bar, and he did not feel the need to apologize at mm-hmm. all. And I was like, absolutely dumbfounded. I was like, two hostesses just chased your kid around the bar. The bartender watched. He almost took out my manager. Like, I think I would have issued a small apology. A small apology and a right? large tip. So, the night carries on, nonetheless, and... I'm walking, this is a big restaurant, like the general seating area for this restaurant, big. Um, I've never worked, I never worked in a restaurant that size and still didn't even after I left that job. Um, So I'm heading to the bathrooms because we, you know, every hour we had to do bathroom checks where we wipe everything down. This is pre-COVID, but we were, we were clean and, you know, we wiped things down and replaced toilet paper and all that Mm -hmm. good stuff. And all that general housekeeping stuff that front of house gets to do no matter where you are. So I was starting to walk towards the back. And I see that the kid had made a clean break for the back of the restaurant. Once again, near a kitchen entrance. And dad and mom didn't even notice until he was at the bathrooms, which was the back of the restaurant. And I get it. They're busy with an infant. You might have judged. I'm not a mother. But I just was like, Mm -hmm. oh, my goodness, this kid is going to trip somebody. Something bad is going to happen to someone else. And it's going to be on this kid. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so the dad comes barreling through once again, grabs the kid, takes him back to the back to the booth. They still had not figured out that they needed to track the kid between the wall and themselves. And I was not about to make that suggestion. Right. Like, that's that's not my place. Mm Um. Mm-mm. so I mind my own business and I walk back to the host desk and so I'm sitting I'm standing with another hostess at the host desk and the host desk is actually very tall and almost taller than like it was probably it's up to my chest pretty much like the highest part of it is mm-hmm. and so I can't see mm-hmm. directly over it sometimes like if there's something on the floor I don't see it immediately um, mm-hmm. And then my managers were standing kind of kitty cornered from us um, at the to go station. And they were all just planning mm-hmm. on who to cut for the night and send home and, you know, closing duties. And mm-hmm. the parents of the kid come out with the stroller and strollers have this compartment right, uh, right between the wheels, right where the moms put the diaper bag or whatever. Yeah. Well, I saw that the mm-hmm. infant, you know, was strapped in the stroller and then the toddler was just sitting in this little compartment, just sitting there. And I'm like, okay. And 
you know, we're, we're waving. Just vibing yeah. and riding along. So I'm, I'm waving by, like me and the other hostess were waving by to the parents saying, thank you, you know, come again. And, you know, they're waving to us. And then I'm seeing the mom pushing the stroller. And then all of a sudden it looks like she runs over something. Like she goes bum bum with the stroller. <laughs> and I look at my managers because I have no clue what's going on. And my managers, they're all, you know, grown men. They all are like standing there with their mouths open so wide. And one of them's like got his mouth covered because he's so shocked. And I look over the host, I hear crying. And so I all of a sudden look over the hostess and I see that the kid had like the compartment like ripped or something. The kid fell out and the mom ran the kid, the toddler over with the stroller. <laughs> That's so and horrible. So- I shouldn't be laughing. That's uncomfortable no, laughter. Oh my too. God. And Peyton and I are standing there and we're going <gasps> like that. And what does the mom do? The mom picks up the toddler, abandons the infant in the stroller, runs out of the restaurant. Oh and my the God. dad had exited the restaurant already and kind of just left the mom there. So the dad comes back in the restaurant, grabs the stroller, and runs out. And I never saw them again. Like, Oh, my God. They had to be humiliated uh, after I that one. Why the mom ran out without the baby <laughs> because I think she mm-hmm. was... Mm-hmm. absolutely hor- like horrified and like absolutely yeah these were young parents you know like they look like they were early mm-hmm. early 30s maybe late 20s and so I get it um just uh I guess I I've sound like I'm very apathetic towards them and I think a lot of that comes from the fact that I was in the restaurant industry for so long and so I was used to kids being horrible and parents not watching them. Um, I often felt mm-hmm. like any restaurant where there was drinking, there would always be this big group of parents that would come in with their kids and the kids would be younger than 10. And the parents would just be drinking and talking to their friends and they wouldn't pay any attention to the kids and the kids would just run rampant around the restaurant. And I don't know if they expect, mm-hmm. you know, the staff to keep the kids in check and out of trouble but we definitely don't get paid enough for that. I have no so... idea. <laughs> um, well, this is not a daycare. <laughs> exactly. Um... I mean, put your kids at the house with the babysitter. Don't don't bring your 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 nine year old mm-hmm. in here and let them throw crowns at, at the servers and pizza dough and <sighs> just yeah. Mm-hmm. So I sound apathetic, but it's just because I've been in the restaurant industry. I'm not anymore, but I was, and I've I've seen. Mm-hmm. not well-behaved kids and I've seen adults that don't really do anything to help the situation and it makes me feel apathetic towards poor new parents adults who, you know are just trying to figure mm-hmm. things out and oh well no that's why that's why my mom always like had that in- instituted the caught being good rule which is basically if we were well-behaved and we got complimented on it by a complete stranger, we would get a prize. So it was within our best interest I to behave. <laughs> because if we got complimented, we'd get a fun goodie of our choosing. So, and like to this day, um, I think I still have a couple stockpiled. They like accrue like points. Um, so like, caught being good. That was always the thing. I'm 20 now, so I hope <laughs> I still have a couple. It'd be good to cash in. I love that. That's actually a really good idea for when you become a parent. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, 
I think my mom, I think my mom had a lot of time to think about what she would do. Yeah. And so yeah. she did you know, it. I, yeah, I know. I know, you know, a big part of me is like, I'm going to be a mom, you know, in like 10 years. And I'm pr- probably going to look back at mm-hmm. the apathetic attitude I had towards these parents and go, someone should have just kept these guys a break. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think I probably mm-hmm. will feel like that in 10 years. You know, I think it's the, you know, millennial or Gen Z in me that is like, oh, well, I don't have kids and I don't know what that's like. And if your kid isn't well behaved, it's annoying mm-hmm. to the rest of us. Like, um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, I guess after. I think eventually you'll find a happy medium in between the apathy and I think the sympathy. So. I hope so because I guess I think it's just from working in the service industry for so long and dealing with such an array of children and parents. Um, I'm just kind of like whatever now. You know what I mean? Like, um, I think the worst experience that I had had was back when I was just a hostess at the pizza joint. Um, the worst experience I had had with the kid was actually at that time, I felt worse for the child more than anything. Um, it, it was a bridal shower party and the bride was upset because the location she had originally booked with could not fulfill the party. And so they gave the party to our location, said, here, take care of this and comp their drinks, like comp their soda. And they mm, give them an appetizer half off. So we're like, cool, we have to accommodate this party of 20 women. Well, the bride oh, has, okay. had, a, had a little girl, like a three-year-old, and named Kinsley. And then the bride, the maid of honor, um, also had a kid, same age as Kinsley. It was a boy. And um, so... The area that we have big parties in is upstairs, but it overlooks the rest of the restaurant. So that's where they were. Mm -hmm. But the bride is the first one to arrive. And she's clearly pissed off because this was a last minute change that they all had to come to our location. Totally get that, right? Mm -hmm. Your, your, Your plans were changed. Things had to change. I'm sorry. She's talking to her. Her child kind of wanders off, though. And she goes, she goes, Kinsley, come. Kinsley, here. And she's ordering this child around very much like a dog. And she wasn't watching out for Kinsley the whole night. And just um, just kind of disregarding her. And, you know, the, she had to walk up these this big staircase. And the mom just went right up the staircase and didn't care if the kid was okay or not. Kinsley actually tripped a couple times up the stairs. Mom didn't notice. And then, you know, everyone else arrived and the maid of honor's child arrived and stuff like that. And, you know, we give the kids coloring crayons and like a little coloring sheet so they can entertain themselves. And then we also gave the kids pizza dough because that's what we, we were a pizza joint. We could give kids a little piece of dough to play with. Well, mm-hmm. Kinsley and her companion had decided to rip up the pizza dough, cut up the crowns, and start throwing them at people below. And there was tape. Oh, no. How about... 
Here's a good idea. How about don't bring your children to yeah. a bridal shower? Parents have um, no idea. Just a thought. On. They just were chucking crowns over the railing and pieces of dough. There was a gentleman sitting right below them, and a crown even landed in his beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so they did that the whole night, and just they kept doing stuff like that. The girl, the little girl leaned over the railing at one point and looked like she was going to fall over the railing. So the server ended up having to warn the mom. What does mom do? Kinsley, come. Kinsley, here. And just talking like that to her the whole night. So the party winds down. They start heading home. And the maid of honor actually approaches me. And she goes, "Um, I need to pay for the gentleman below us's meal. And I said, oh. Okay. Was she the only one that saw? I don't know what happened, but she paid in full for the gentleman's food. And I think that was only the right Mm -hmm. thing to do in that situation. Your kids threw crowns Mm -hmm. and dough Mm -hmm. at this guy. This poor gentleman just trying to enjoy a meal and a beer by himself. And, you know, getting harassed by children. Like... So, I don't know. It's situations like that where, I mean, in that situation, I, I felt more empathy for the child than I did anybody else in that situation because I understand that that child was being talked to like a dog. And and also, the child was young enough that it's like they don't have any like concept of consequences to their actions. Like, they're three. What, like, what concept do they have of customer service and respecting other people's space when, like, they haven't been alive long enough to understand their own concept of space? I mean, they were just barely three, you know what I mean? Like, I could tell. Yeah, Yeah. they were toddlers. Like, toddlers. I wasn't at all mad at the children, you know? I just was, I was more kind of pissed at the moms. None of the moms were paying attention or, or, you know, why would you bring your kid to an event like that then if they're... Mm -hmm. You know, toddlers are going to misbehave, man. Like, that's just part of their age. They're not. That's just. Yeah. That's just. <laughs> exactly. That's just them. Um, yeah. This conversation reminded me of one thing that happened recently oh. at work. Oh. Like, yesterday. <laughs> so. I now work in front of house spa, um, and I was sitting there yesterday with one of my coworkers. We were, I was working mid, she was working opening, and so we were in that little overlap area, and she looks outside the window and says, do you see that? And this dude from the business next door was blowing on the window, like, you know how you, like, fog up a window with your breath? He was, like on the window and he was blowing vape smoke directly onto it it was the most inconsiderate disgusting thing i've ever seen in my entire life and it was like if and i looked over at her and i said if he does that again i'm gonna go talk to him because i'm like we are running a business i'm was so glad we didn't have any clients in the waiting room because it was like that is disgusting. That is, like, I can't believe someone would be so inconsiderate of other people's faces. It was like, do you care? Um, 
And like this was a full ass grown man. Was it was he from the grocery store next door or the the barber shop? The barber shop. <laughs> I like how you know uh, I mean, what I'm talking about. I had oh, issues course. with some of that barber shop's clients. They were always standing right in front of the door for the spa and just being irritating. They were on their phones talking loudly, and you know the spa's supposed to be like you know quiet, calming place. And they they just were they were kind of a nuisance. Mm-hmm. So I I know exactly what you mean. Hmm. I can't wait to have more experiences to talk about like that. Oh, because I'm 100%. sure there will be many more. I mean, just, I mean, as I've learned working in the customer service industry, it's never a dull moment, man. You will never find a dull moment. There's always something that happens mm-hmm. in the day that you're just like, okay. Like, you either, I feel like customer that service was it ranges from like, and moment where you're like okay to you calling the police um so mm-hmm, I feel like mm-hmm. it's a spectrum and it's a, it's an interesting spectrum indeed um mm-hmm. in, in summary nine times out of ten if somebody tells you a customer story um a cus- yeah a customer um, experience story that they've had while working okay. in the service industry. It's probably true. Uh, there are exactly. people that will do that. 100%. Um, while we're kind of at a wrapping up point, um, because I'm pretty sure we are on to an mm-hmm. hour and 10 now. Uh, um, Something like that. I have to do math. <laughs> Maddie, math is hard. There's a reason that I work. There's a reason I work in a You know it hasn't. Meal. You know it hasn't been. There's a reason I work in a spa and I pull out my phone to do the math for me. It, like, Zanotti does the math for me when Zanotti decides to work. Um, that's a I whole know, other topic. So oh my god. Our next episode, I do believe our next episode, correct me if I'm wrong, Camille, is going to be on interesting paranormal experiences. It could be. Um, I don't know if I have any interesting paranormal experiences. I would love to share the array of paranormal experiences I've had. I've also had one at the job you're at now, Cammy. so I would not be surprised if you change your mind by the next, or have a change of heart by the next uh, time we're available to film said episode. Mm -hmm. I've been updated of one just now, so (laughs) fresh coming in. (laughs) I'll next week when I'm probably in this house. Um, if you made it this I'll, I'll morning, hold on podcast, to it. Congratulations. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for the parrot. Um, thank you for I listening to us if you've listened to us this long. Um, wow, I really that whole time that was a parrot. Opening a door. Cool. Um, I'm I'm so glad. I'm glad I don't have a parrot. Because <laughs> that's a parrot. <laughs> That's Jasmine question mark. It's not my well, parrot. I don't know. Anyways, yes. So if you have made it this far into the episode, congratulations. Um, if you are looking forward to more content from us, more content is coming, I do believe. Yes, I sure like I hope so. We're here. We, we have episode one. We're here. We need to we're here, we need to have an episode two. Um, I know there are some people Me. that are very excited for this. Um if you want to find me, 
I'll listen um, to our podcast. Will you listen to our podcast? Sharing right? it with my family and friends, which is also something you all should do. Most definitely. So we have an Instagram account. It is CME underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, you should definitely follow it. That's the only social I can give you right now. Um, <laughs> I don't do Twitter. So Maddie, if you want to take over that, you can. I'm, I don't not want to. <laughs> I'm not even sure how Twitter works, if I'm being honest. That part behind you. Neither am I. I've avoided I've avoided it. Like <laughs> Jasmine was like, you, I know Jasmine. more about Twitter than the rest of y'all. Like, <laughs> yes, Jasmine knows uh, more yeah, about Twitter than everybody else. Follow us on Instagram and on Anchor, I believe. And wherever you listen, Spotify, maybe. wherever you listen to your podcasts. Right now it's Anchor, so Spotify. I'm sure this will go out somewhere. Anchor promised it, so. This isn't sponsored, but Anchor well, promises, anyways, so. Camille, this has been wonderful. Madeline, Madeline, it's been wonderful oh, too. Is that your Madeline for me? Yes, uh, I've been thinking about you in that way now. Just in my, it went from Madeline, uh-huh. like with an L Y N N, because that's how I have you in my snap, okay. to Madeline. You know what? And it's totally probably gonna stay that. that way until you die. No, I'm totally fine with that because most or until of the I die. jobs I've has I've had where a phone is involved, someone has always called me Natalie because they heard that instead of Madeline. Anyways, uh, <laughs> well, it's been real. I mean, it's not as bad. I put I put someone's name All in as right. Buck, and his I... name was Mark. So, well, that's superb, Tammy. I'm glad to hear that the job is going well for you. <laughs> Yeah, I can't hear and Maybe I can't read. Um, it's going great when we finish this episode. Oh, she most definitely knows. Anyways, she knows, most definitely. Knows. Um, please join us again. Maybe this time next okay. week for the next episode, which should be on quite interesting paranormal experiences. In the meantime, hopefully, Cammie, we'll see if I can come up pleasure, with something. As always. In the meantime, and I will see you in the Maddie, next episode. Maddie, a pleasure as always. Bye, Cam.